Hey there, just a quick reminder, we have a mentorship program if you're looking for personalized coaching and mentorship to help guide you to the next level of your interior design business, whatever that might look like for you, whether it's processes and procedures or what services to offer to how to incorporate wellness, intention, or spirituality into your projects, come join us over at designcoven.com forward slash join. Or if you're just in search to connect with other like-minded interior designers, you can join our free community also located at designcoven.com forward slash joy. Hey, we're on episode 56 in our mini series with San Diego Design Week 2022, exploring the theme of inspiration through the senses. And today we are exploring that theme with smell. I've got Amy back on. She was on episode four, I believe. And we're discovering what she does with smell and her tea. Amy has family ties in France, Japan, and Vietnam. She has developed a love for fine teas and tinsays early in her childhood. She was inspired by her entrepreneurial grandfathers who established businesses in the United States and abroad. After earning a degree in international business from UC Irvine and a decade of working in consulting, tech, and wellness, Amy took the leap and started Paru in 2017. The idea quickly grew from a pop-up with tea educational workshops to a full-time business operating both in-store and online. In addition to leading the team, Amy serves as a primary tea educator, briar, and master blender. She enjoys working with her hands and creating nostalgia-inspired teas like their blue chamomile and pandan waffle. I'm so excited to have Amy back on. I believe that the sense of smell is one of those things that might go unnoticed. And Amy uses it every day um, as inspiration when she's blending her teas. So welcome to this episode and I hope you find it inspiring. Welcome to Bewitching the Home a podcast that supports the journey of holistic interior designers. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford, a creatrix of Sacred Space. Here, we will discover new concepts, meet creatives, and learn from active interior designers and conscious businesses that guide us to create enchanted homes. Homes filled with mindfulness, intentional living, and well-being for their inhabitants and Mother Earth. Homes connected to the highest vibration that bring balance, harmony, and a purposeful way of living. Hello, hello. We have, we're continuing our special edition San Diego Design Week last of, of episodes. And today I have Amy from Paruti. We are going to dive into the sense of smell. Welcome back, Amy. Thank you so much for having me back, Rachel. I'm super excited to talk to you this morning. Yeah, so you're the first one to come back on a second episode. Oh my gosh, even better. <laughs> Which is so cool. Amy was on episode four where we talked about the ritual of tea. So if you haven't heard that episode, I encourage you to go back and, and listen to Amy's story and and how um, she got into the this this tea world, which is really, really fascinating. So before we start, I'm going to go ahead and just set our space. I'm going to ring our bell. Just connecting us to the present moment. Connecting to our bodies and our breath. And I'm going to light our candle. Um, connecting with that fire element that I love so much. Connecting with connection and creativity. Also, when I just invoke that notion of smell, I feel like that's one of those senses that kind of gets lost or doesn't really get so much appreciated until it really affects us. And then we're like, ooh, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the opposite way. It's like it almost has to be very dramatic um, in order for it to kind of, for us to kind of remember how important smell is. So, yeah. Amy, I would love to ask you what you're nourishing yourself with because I know you always have 
beautiful things that you're drinking and if you've got anything this morning i'd love to know what you're enjoying yeah absolutely i'm kind of um, going to my cup of um each morning i love to do like nice like uh black tea um so i'm Mm. doing this wonderful tea from thailand our ching rai black so uh yeah it just has like a really nice like waking up factor of easing into the morning sundays are um kind of like my friday so it's uh, one of my favorite days of the week now yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah friday's my favorite day so that would make sense yeah. that if it's, it's your friday <laughs> <laughs> what are that's you drinking awesome. today um i've got your honey orchard or orchid honey oh orchid. my gosh that's my favorite tea of all time is it? Yeah, yeah. How funny. It was in my subscription box. Oh my gosh, how funny that you picked that for our podcast. Yeah. Because um, whenever we do like tea tastings, I always ask uh, our guests if they were to pick one tea to take uh, to a deserted island, what tea would they pick? And it's just such a fun question. And then that actually would be my tea. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> It's so great. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I even, if I had it before. This is the first time I tried oh, it. Yeah. And now it's this morning I was just going through all my teas and I opened up one of the boxes and I was like, Oh, this sounds really good. It's meant to um, be. Can, it is. <laughs> can you share with us? Yeah, can you share with us a little bit about it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh this is actually one of the first teas that I've sourced it when I was like first learning about actually this is actually perfect to talk a little about uh, aroma and smell. Um, because like Sometimes when you're um, smelling dry leaf in tea, it's a little bit harder to pick up the scents of a, of a tea unless they're like artificially scented. Yeah, if they have like a coat of something. So if there's a very highly scented tea, oftentimes that could be like um, something that's like a preservative that's added. Uh, but the honey orchid uh, really stood out to me like years ago because I was like, wow, I can't believe there's nothing else like in the leaf. So it's just very like a nice like roasted, almost like a stone fruit um, kind of note in it. And then once you just kind of like, um, you know, actually start steeping it even more, the aroma like comes out of it. And then whenever I smell the tea, actually it just reminds me of like you know, the earlier days of like me drinking the tea and just kind of like, I guess like also starting officially my business too so oh my gosh it's a really yeah really nostalgic tea of just like being able to learn uh more about like this type of of uh long tea so it's a really special tea um to me (laughs) yeah i think it was the name also just really struck out to me honey or um orchid and i was just like oh that that just sounds like really pretty and has a nice ring to it and so i was like oh this sounds perfect yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super exciting. But... So let's pull a card. I've got my um, tried and true tarot deck that I bring to, <laughs> I think I probably bring this to every time I come and see you. <laughs> it's always a good day <laughs> when, you, when you bring it out. Yeah. All right, let's do what we got for today. Oh, we got oh. the nine of swords. <laughs> This is that card of stress and anxiety. And, um, you know, not that we have to necessarily be stressed or, or um, going through this hard time, but, you know, people are. And, and maybe this is a good cue to um, to ask, like, if somebody is going through a hardship or stress, like, do you have anything that you might recommend um, T-wise to kind of help with that that mind space of, like, you know, maybe playing the same thing over again or waking up in the middle of the night. The card shows here somebody in the middle of the night kind of waking up either after a nightmare or just, you know, daily stress. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think, um, you know, a lot of the um, love individuals that visit Paru will sometimes will come in and ask us for, you know, like a, a tea that will help soothe or relax. And, uh, mm. you know, we create all of our herbal tea blends Um there in house so we have quite a selection of like different teas that I've made for people that you know are kind of shying away for coffee or different like types of um, caffeine so I mean I think of a tea that you know well that we all love is yeah. our blue chamomile tea you know even the color blue and the smell of chamomile and lavender and rose I think kind of evoke this a little bit more like calming properties mm-hmm. everyone's bodies mm-hmm. are a little bit different too but uh, I, I know like recently too um since we also ship things like online especially during covid 
Um, yeah. A lot of times people are like sending boxes or ordering tea just to kind of have like a, a nourishing element, you know, if, mm. um, you know, unfortunately if like individuals have like, um, you know, their mothers have recently passed away and that's something yeah. that's um, something that they've done uh, with them like um, together and I think having like the monthly subscription box too of just having the teas, having like a regular ritual thing to drink every day it just provides that I guess like internal um, comfort too. I mean just having something warm I think like you know in the morning or like before you go to bed it's uh, I think it's really really helpful to ease um, mm-hmm. yeah just kind of ease any, anything that's going away yeah I think that's helpful for um, I think probably ourselves as like entrepreneurs and business owners uh, <laughs> there's a million things going on each day but if you kind of sit down yeah. and make yourself a cup of tea it helps to ground a little bit right absolutely yeah i think just even creating that ritual in the evening of calming down and and bringing yourself into a space i feel like if we kind of rush to bed or we've got all these things happening just before bed then it kind of continues on into our sleep and mm-hmm. i'm definitely guilty of that even just last night i woke up of night at three o'clock and I'm like oh wait you know mm-hmm. thinking about all the things that I have to do so oh my gosh Maybe that's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's that, that, my that- card <laughs> no that actually happens to me too I mean it's been like a really big week of you know shifting schedules and stuff so I think it's just yeah very natural if you're you know if your own your, your own business as like entrepreneur mm-hmm. I think it's like you're at the end responsible for yourself and like worrying about things right yeah no I'm I'm definitely going to this that I'm glad that came up because I'm like okay I'm I'm gonna create a ritual tonight um with your blue chamomile because I have so much of it mm-hmm. and it's my favorite and um yeah and I think I'm gonna share that with Tyson and the boys and we're gonna have a tea ritual tonight I think oh, that's gonna be really special yeah that's yeah. super sweet especially it's Sunday and tomorrow starts you know the, the work week the yeah. school day <laughs> actually you know what you know, you drink tea like during the podcast yeah. and stuff. Like, does it, besides like helping and starting down like the time for that, has it kind of been like a little bit more comforting for you too? Yeah, I have to have um, something definitely in the morning to kind of connect me with my day. And a lot of times I'll do tea after I do coffee. So, like, I'll start with a, a shot of um, espresso with like mm-hmm. some mushroom mocha. And then Ooh. my second. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really delicious. My second, and I'll have to bring you a sample. I have samples of it from Fun Earth Co., mm-hmm. um, which has been really, really wonderful. And because I feel like that really has has some focus for me. And then on my second shot of comfort is through your tea. So I'll I'll bring that in, mm-hmm. and I'm really wanting to to connect there. So yeah, it's really special. And I always, you know, when I when I'm preparing the tea, it's it's a lot more mindful, right? So it's mm-hmm. like. I get the water, I do the whole thing, mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and your teas are loose leaves, so it's like you really get to see the plant. And, um, yeah, start connecting I, I use, it a little bit more. Yeah, and I use your teapots that are clear so that I can see everything, mm. and it's really, really special. So Amy, I wanted to ask, I know we asked before in episode mm-hmm. four, like, what, what's home to you? And, and I like to ask that again, like, what, what's home for you at this point? Like, what does that feel like? People have probably moved. Um, yeah. Many times during this year. Yeah. But I, I think home is still like my home. Home is like, you know, where I live now. It feels like I, I still look forward to coming home like each mm. day. And obviously um, with Lonnie, you know, my wife and yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, our, our two dogs, I think just having us together at the end of the night. It's, yeah. So my home together and be able mm. to like, um, yeah, unwind and, yeah, and just have a nice like conversation with each yeah. other after a long work day. That's still nice. really special to me. Awesome. Yeah. Where are we in the same place? Yes. Yeah. We're in the same, <laughs> in the same place that you um, you helped clear our house with. So. Yeah. Uh, Although I think so that yeah, I haven't given. Um, I have to make more time for our um, our our deck too. Uh, we got some patio furniture oh, yeah. from last time. I think you came, but yeah, you have to come over again. With, uh, yeah. You can invite uh, Charlene and stuff together. <laughs> Oh, we should. We should do tarot and tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll do that. We can just play. Yeah. If you're like not busy on Sundays, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 We'll make, we'll do it on a Sunday. That'd be great. I'll bring some, some cards and we'll just play and hang yeah. out. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I love it. So I want to get back to smell and mm-hmm. inspiration. Mm-hmm. 
and you, I mean, you have some, you know, teas that are just pure, which is one ingredient, that one leaf, um, but you also have these beautiful blends. And I would love to know, like, what inspires that? How does that come to be? And how do you create these creations um, yeah. that you're putting smells and, and tastes together? Yeah, creating blends is probably, um, I feel like where I mostly come alive in my creative aspect um, of, you know, energy. Um, I'll always have or have a library of like different dried ingredients that uh, if I have an idea with, I'll kind of like put it on the shelf. And then um, when if like I'm traveling or going out or something and I see like a certain ingredient or find an ingredient interesting, I'll kind of like write it down in like my little notebook and okay. kind of reference it later. But most of it also comes from um, like if I'm nostalgic about something um, and I think um, smell is actually the strongest um, sensory in a way where it typically it doesn't lie to you <laughs> for yeah, example yeah. you know for example um, I know I feel so lucky to actually have uh, you know the sensory experience because like sometimes if you're looking at something it could be like an optical illusion like oh is it true yeah. is it that if you're smelling something um, you can smell something um, kind of like um something that's gone bad <laughs> but yeah. then you can smell something that's oh it's actually like a really pleasant smell so it, it can mm-hmm. kind of deceive within the kind of like good and evil like kind of like sensory experiences so um when i'm i'm smelling something i can smell i can smell something that might complement each other with like two two different ingredients without it kind of being overbearing with one another and mm. kind of making a good tea blend i kind of start thinking of uh, almost how you smell like a perfume like you have your base okay. note your middle note and your top note so when you have like your base note that's kind of like the foundation of what you want your tea to um, smell like or taste like um, and then when you start layering it on top of each other you want to make sure that each ingredient can have like a clear note of oh I'm I could be smelling roses in this blend, but it's also could be a little bit of lavender. But in the end, the um, profile of the tea um, might taste um, a little bit more dominant of like lavender. Because sometimes like dried herbs, um, one can smell a little bit more like than the other. So you just mm-hmm. kind of have to be mm-hmm. mindful of that blending. But I think when you like smell a tea and you've you know, drunk it, like when you're... Um, you know, even younger, it can really take you back to a certain point in the memory, even if you haven't um, tried it before. Um, I think one of the, uh, I guess, like, strongest, like, emotions I had in one of our tea blends, it's, um, uh-huh. sort of like, uh, pandan waffle. And that oh, was, yeah. A, yeah, that was a tea blend that I created um, uh, with the combination of pandan and coconut, which is in a lot of uh, Southeast Asian cuisine of um kind of like a dessert like it's in like cakes it's in like waffles it's in like a little bake um like mochi goods um and that takes me back to when my mom used to take me to like a um a bakery uh, like a small like bakery and then it would be my favorite ritual every weekend because Mm. she was like okay you can pick out like a dessert and i would just kind of go (laughs) to the same dessert and just like the the bake shop just you know smelled throughout the store of like pandan oh, so and good. coconut and um, yeah that just like made me happy and think of like oh you know when you're a little bit more carefree and you're kind of kind of yeah. tapping into the childlike sensory experience and um, yeah that's kind of like I would say like a, a very like strong aromatic smell that could um, take me back to like happier memories too mm-hmm. um so yeah, that's a that was like a really fun one uh, to recreate too, and um, a lot of um, customers have tried it, and you know they have like similar but like different memories of their mom serving it to them. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a, a really beautiful thing. I think when we can like share like very strong um, memories through just like the nose or like the aroma of yeah. something. I mean, you just saying that kind of um, took me back to a bakery that we used to walk to when I was little, and we would go and get like a donut on Sunday, and just like you know, opening that up and okay. smelling that and the sugar and all the other things. Oh like, yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's good. just so like um, nostalgic. I think. Yeah. 
Oh, I love that you painted that memory. So you spoke a little bit about bass, middle, and top notes. So are you starting, like, what is your process? Do you start with the bass note or are you just kind of bringing things together and deciding what goes where or how does that, what does that process look like? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, it could depend on if I have a idea of what the blend, um, the blend, the, the end result of the blend that I want it to be. But um, typically if it kind of goes through the way I want it, um, you know, I would have uh, my notebook already and then you start like sketching just like different ideas and ingredients together. Okay. And that kind of helps narrow down a little bit of like the amount of different tea blends that I have to try. Almost like, you know, if you like okay. being a designer, you just kind of kind of know yeah. maybe how the room might look right before like ordering yeah, a yeah. bunch of things. Um, so I would kind of like start with a little bit of a sketchbook and, um, you know, besides like kind of like seeing like how like the um, aroma might smell all together I would also consider the different um, size and the pieces of the different um, teas and the maybe like the dried herbs that would go into it too because um, the different shapes of the tea could also make it become de-blended so if a mm. um, you know if like a small coconut piece is too small compared to the size of like the down leaf or something um, it could kind of become disconnected so that the teas, um, yeah, the teas won't um, smell or taste, I guess, correctly and at the end. Yeah. So I would think you have to kind of, kind of consider what it would look like, too, in the fi- uh, in the first kind of drafts or the sketches. Um, okay. And then if I want the, the tea run to taste, um, uh, have a certain taste at the end, I actually would start, yeah, writing kind of like the base note of it. But if I wanted to kind of play around with a subtle note that I uh, that I think I would actually do the reverse too. So um, it's it's kind of fun because it's like dependent on what kind of tea it is. But um, if if at the end when you're drinking um, the tea and you're feeling like oh this tastes like so many different things, but you can't taste one thing, that's like not a good yeah. tea blend. <laughs> Okay. It has to be. It has to be very clear of like, ooh, I do okay. taste like the tea in this, but maybe um, after I breathe out, I'll taste okay. a hint of like the orchid, or I'll taste a hint of like the little um, jasmine note. So, I think you kind of have to pick. Um, even if you have to take a little bit to kind of pick, uh, pick out the notes, like you'll you have to yeah taste every single ingredient in the tea blend clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how long do you think your process is once you figure, once you kind of have the inspiration of a type of tea that you're wanting to create? You know, um, the feeling you want to invoke, the smells mm-hmm. that you want to bring forward. Like, how long is that process between you kind of first writing down the ingredients, starting to blend, play, um, you know, drink, and then get to the final mm-hmm. sort of destination? What do you think <laughs> of that? And I'm sure it changes yeah, from yeah. like tea to tea, but. That's great. Uh, I think probably about maybe maybe three weeks. Three oh my weeks. gosh! Yeah, if I if I'm like like not interrupted into things, but if I'm yeah. working on it, maybe one or two times like a week. But sometimes you also have to kind of forget it a little bit and then go back okay. to how how, uh, how it tastes or if you think like the idea is okay. good. But uh, now it's it was actually a little bit easier in the beginning to like create like different blends, but now. Now we have uh, probably over like, you know, 20 different um, tea blends that we have, um, you know, on the shelves here. So I have to consider wow. the different, like, I don't want to create a tea blend that's like too, uh, too much the same of our, like our current collection. Right. So um, I have like special like seasonal things that I do now. So if it's really taking off with our current customers, then it might stay on the shelf, but it's... Um, Got it. Yeah, but I have to be a little bit more stricter with myself as we're like we're growing. I was like, I had uh, yeah, so many different ideas, but I think it's uh, very important for me to also to play too with like the different mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um the the, the the different herbs that we have and just kind of like yeah, share it together. So um, yeah, yeah, that's a that's probably one of my fun parts of, of things. I mean, I started with only like um, three teas like five years ago, and now we have over like oh sixty. My God. Yeah, so it's been it's been really cool. Wow. 
Okay, so with that many teas, are you, do you have like a steady rotation? And then like what you're saying with seasonal, like mm -hmm. maybe taking out what's happening in the spring and bringing in to the summer and how many teas are in like one season? Ooh, I'm not sure question think? too. So I, I think... know I'm asking you like a lot of numbers. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, that's great. Cause um, we actually just released our spring summer collection, uh, which actually that reminds me, I'll have to send you our uh, Lotus flower tea. Um, that one is a symbolism of like new beginnings, um, you know. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's beautiful. New beginnings in Harvey too. Um, but uh, I would say probably about six to eight teas each season. So we have our biggest okay. release in spring, summer, because spring is kind of like the wonderful times of like new teas coming and then kind mm. of trickles into summer. And then winter, okay. winter and uh, fall and winter are uh, kind of um, similar to you. We'll have a little bit more like darker teas that will come out and more spice tea. So um, really um, the seasonality is also very important um, uh, with teas too. Um, I think here in the U.S. it's like, well, especially in California, we have like kind of like yeah. a, a one summertime season in some ways. It gets a little cooler in the fall. So I think, yeah. um, I mean, outside the States, I think the, um, especially like, in Japan, Vietnam, I think uh, you can definitely see the seasons change a little bit mm. more. And I think at least like on the East Coast, you can see the the, the leaves change yeah. on the trees. So, so I <laughs> think Diego, here, not so much. Yeah, here I think we have to kind of recreate that experience through the selection of teas to kind of yes, yeah, really celebrate you know Mother Nature mm -hmm. and her changing into like the different seasons that are so different, yeah. so beautiful. Yeah, and talk about like. You know, I can, you can always kind of feel that change in the air, even though it might not be very dramatic. But I think also, you know, connecting with these smells and the taste of, of tea and incorporating them into the season helps just our bodies and our minds kind of mm -hmm. shift with Mother Earth and knowing those seasons of being expansive and bright and, and being seen to, you know, kind of coming within and, and going through renewal and rest and rejuvenation and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Really, really important. So is there a a particular way that one should be smelling the tea or mm -hmm. tasting the tea? Like, is there a process that you can maybe share with us on how to fully experience um, what you've created? Because like, you put so much time and intention mm -hmm. into it. And to be able to honor that, I think, would be really, really cool to, yeah. to learn about. Oh, thank you for asking that. So. Um, usually with um, when I like, do tea tastings, I think it's important to actually have a designated bowl or a little um, tray to actually pour your tea um, or place your mm. tea on it. And just to show even yourself, if you're the only one drinking it, it's kind of nice, nice yeah. to moment to see the dry leaf beforehand too. Just kind of observe it, especially if it's a blended tea, there might be like different like pops of color that you can kind of enjoy kind of that visual experience and also just kind of like smell it dried first and see what scents yeah. like you pick up and then when you actually um are um, brewing the tea um i would say actually if you um, i don't have my teapot here but it when you're swelling your teapot after you pour the uh your steeped water out you kind of lift uh -huh. the lid of the tea and smell it that way oh, instead yeah. of directly too oh, so then one. you have a little bit more air yeah so kind of the um, the aroma travels up to the lid. So then you kind Got of it. like smell it a little bit more, especially when it's a little bit hot too. And then the last thing is like when you actually finish your cup of tea too, without uh, the water, you can smell the empty cup. And usually mm -hmm. if it's like a really um, nice, um, long lasting um, tea, you can kind of appreciate the smell after it's left the cup too. So um, yeah, that's kind of like my favorite um yeah, maybe some people don't think about it too much. How to smell tea? You're always smelling things like yeah. directly, but sometimes if the if you're if you put your nose into something so directly, it could be overwhelming. So mm. your nose Got is it. kind of putting up a defense too, or just like, ooh, that's like Got a it. lot of smells, okay. and you start getting getting kind of sensitive <laughs> to it. So those are kind of like just like easy ways to kind of really appreciate the lingering smells like too um, for the tea. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm curious, um, in your subscription boxes, because I get mm-hmm. one of those every month, are, how are you um, inspired to to combine the different teas that are going into those? Oh, yeah. Um, that's actually a really cool question, too, because it's kind of similar to what I mentioned about the um, the seasonalities of the tea. Yeah. So we actually, actually, our team like takes a lot of time, too, to think about each and every single month. And then we're kind of like brainstorming. Oh, so what is this like month of May? What are everyone like in the mood for? May might be a time of like we're yeah. celebrating, you know, if we have um, mother-like figures in our life. Is it something kind of some people might need a little bit more comfort in the box or mm. or um, we're thinking mm-hmm. about May, how like, oh, it's going into the spring season, kind of leaving um, a little bit um, like the winter like um, behind. So we kind of think about it still in seasonalities but a little bit more defined because okay. each month might be a little bit more different so yeah we just started thinking about september and october and then probably till uh-huh. the rest of the month so those are fun months because it's kind of going now changing from to the yeah. fall so you might see like a little bit more um kind of like more a little bit gradually doing a little bit more uh, darker and bolder flavors going into kind of like mm. the our holiday season so um that's always kind of like a fun yeah. one to like come up with you know if you really think about like the overall month of things you're like really surprised how much each month like there are so many things like going on too so you know just thinking about oh what tea to drink each month too just as a whole because i don't know if people think about that well, what tea am i going to drink like this month it's just kind of surprising yeah. how many things that um how many things are going on like that month and thinking about again like oh it's gonna be a cooler month um so yeah it's 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 really fun to put together yeah so when this when this airs it's going to be um design week so it's the (laughs) tail end you know the third week in september so october is going to be right around the corner have you guys started Mm -hmm. thinking about what's going in october Or is that still a little bit too early? I'm wondering if you can give us a preview. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, October is a fun box because, you know, it is definitely crossing over to, you know, with like November and December. So uh, with October, we can have a lot of, um, I would say, yeah, like fall flavor. So we're thinking a little bit more about like deeper um, uh, deeper darker flavors that might um, touch into like more of the um, like the spice like flavors so okay October box is actually one of my uh, yeah exciting boxes that uh, we'll um, we'll preview because I think we're for the first time we're including one of my uh, favorite teas like um, like this like poor tea which is like an aged fermented tea but it's really great for like I said like medicinal like health too because oh my a lot gosh. of times okay. when you're yeah, when you're drinking it, um, it just has like this really soothing property. And usually it comes from like, you know, uh, very like th- maybe like 300 um, year old like trees. So you really taste like the age of like Mother Nature, which is kind of like that nice, like, you know, I'll say sweet, sweet dirt, like in the best way, but okay. very like, very like nostalgic. But you'll feel like so good like after you drink it and i think like mm. anyone seeking kind of like that comfort or um it's actually a lower um caffeinated tea too so a lot of people drink it before to just kind of like ease into it and hopefully not wake up at 3 a.m in the middle of the night <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's, it's actually oh called uh it's a like it's a wild shoe uh for one of the teas that we're highlighting in the okay. box uh that like a fun little name for even october you know we're celebrating like halloween it's a shoe louis yeah <laughs> shoe louis uh, <laughs> tea in there how cute and then can can people purchase the tea that's in the box separately like if can they like if there's one tea that they just absolutely fall in love with can they buy that outside of the box or does it only come like within that subscription oh yeah yeah absolutely like each and every single um tea that we um include in the subscription box is available um yeah just as a regular tea and that's kind of like actually the best way to do what you're um with the subscription box because it's like you have a little rotation of variety and you start um Mm -hmm you start like drinking different teas that you might not ever have like picked up, right? So it kind of pushes you to be like, ooh, Absolutely. I want to kind of want to finish this month's box. And then some teas that you feel like, ooh, actually I'm starting 
to really like these like oolong teas and i i feel like the success of the subscription box is just like um when you're like finally finished with it you're like okay i feel confident in my tea choices now because i try probably like you know over 50 60 teas this year from paru and i I know exactly what i like and then you can kind of venture off and just be you know like that expertise expertise drinker Mm -hmm. (laughs) are you learning a little bit more about yourself too about the teas that you like a little bit i'm like um i'm very indecisive so i Mm -hmm. love that you like curate okay the the teas teas that are coming yeah that you pick Uh the teas so i don't have to spend any brain power like trying to figure that Mm -hmm. out um yeah and it's just about for me it's like i just i will and i love that you have the name and you also have the description Mm -hmm. you have everything on Mm -hmm. here i mean it's very thought Mm -hmm. out you know, like how long it takes to sleep, what's the temperature, all that stuff. But I'll look, I'll read the description and, um, or just the name. Like I said, today was just the name of it mm-hmm. that inspired me. Yeah, yeah. But I'll read the description. And I'm also looking at the caffeine level to make sure that I'm oh, yeah. in alignment. <laughs> <laughs> like that's one of the number yeah. one things I'm looking yeah. at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I love that you have that on there. So it's like, okay, we've got <laughs> two out of the three dots are caffeine, you know, like oh, what type perfect. of day is yeah, this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. like so like on the uh, go. So I feel like just having those things you're like boom, 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 right? Like it doesn't oh, feel so overwhelming. Yeah, it doesn't feel so. Yeah, overwhelming. no, the simplicity of it. <laughs> like I mean, you nail everything with what with your marketing and your branding and all that. I, it's it's very beautiful, and I'm very you know an aesthetic person. Yeah, uh, but you make it super easy. <laughs> oh, thank you, Rachel. Um, yeah, of course. You gave me. I was in. I don't remember when it was, but it was probably a couple times past. And the tea, I think it was Witch's Broom. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so that always reminds me of, of October. Can you share with us what that is and mm-hmm. the process and how do you enjoy that? And just yeah. kind of give us a rundown. Cause- yeah, so the Witch's Broom is actually something really creative. Like um, one of our um, our, um, our tea partners is from Vietnam. His name is Lau. And he's like a younger tea farmer so he's like very experimental in like different teas that he does which is really cool because sometimes like before i think teas have um tea um like tea production has existed um like for centuries and now we kind of see like these new age like tea farmers like mm. being able to do a little bit more um actually avant-garde things of being able to process the teas and he came up with this idea that um, with the witch's brewing, it's just oftentimes like when teas are processed, the leaves can be crushed. Um, and the way to kind of preserve um, kind of like that leaf is actually to just like wrap it around into like these bundles. Um, and when you're doing like a little bit like of the longer leaf, you get a little bit more of like a, like, yeah, a little bit more of like a longer um, aromatic experience, a little bit more um, like taste on the tongue. So the way you kind of um, enjoy the witch's room, it's actually a actually a poor tea that I um, similarly that I've mentioned, but just a different variation of it. So with that like poor tea, um, it it does have like I would say like just really um, I'll say magical properties in a way because like you yeah. know you're tasting these like really um, special like high mountain teas where. It, the land is like a touch because it's very difficult to get into like the different wild like forests um, in Vietnam, even just like by car. Sometimes there are just like no roads to get up there. So you just kind of have to like live oh like in gosh. the mountains too. So um, Lao and his village people and his friends there, they'll, um, they'll come around the mountain and pick like these different teas. And they're like, you know, sending me uh, pictures oftentimes when they come. It's when they're climbing on top of these trees and this is like where just like kind of like the peers um tea leaves are formed and so he'll gather a bunch of that and then be a wrap wrap it around kind of like the um um to what it looks like a little bit of a witch's room or like a you know kind of like yeah. almost like a sage um and then the way you do it it's just almost like um when you're like kind of boiling pasta you just kind of break it up a little bit it looks like it won't fit in your teapot, but then once you pour like hot water over it, it just kind of melts mm. into it. And then what you kind of get now is just like this lo- like long, full, like be- beautiful leaf in your teapot. And you literally can steep it over like 18, 20 times or like all day and oh more and more like things will get released um, from it. So um, it's a really, I would say, very just like strong, like medicinal tea. And um, 
I think nowadays, if we want to, you know, protect our uh, immune system, it's just like, um, yeah, I think it just has like these, um, yeah, this, this wonderful element of like this old mother nature of like how many centuries of years they've absorbed all this energy, like from from so everything. Cool. That's uh, I think is really special. Oh, that's so rad. And you yeah. and do you have that tea year round, or is it a seasonal thing? Or yeah, so um, it is. It, it wasn't seasonal tea, but. We have, we, you know, we have like, we all will order like small batches of it. So when it kind of Got like it. runs out, we might not have it back again. So, um, but uh, I think we, we still have it like in, in the shop. So um, if anyone's just curious to like our, our team is happy to kind of walk them through the process of what yeah. the witch's room looks like, because I think it's really cool to actually take a look. And um, that's what's fun about Paru too, is like, we just don't have, um, just like the loose leaf tea, we have like the different shapes and sizes too of having like that, um, yeah, having a little bit of a different tea experience of like, I guess like sharing the way of how teas can be out of the element, especially out of like the tea bag mm-hmm. and then the loose leaf and then the different yeah. like shapes and sizes of, of the tea. So I, I think we take pride, a lot of pride in that. Yeah, it's amazing. And you mentioned um, this particular farmer, you know, putting this together and creating this beautiful tea. Can you talk to us a little bit about your relationship with these farmers and, and what that means and how you've established these relationships? Because I think that's also extremely important with, you know, with how you guys operate and, and the people that you're connected with. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we treat our um, tea partners uh, the same as um, we treat as like the extension of like the Paru team. I mean, these are, um, um, people that I've worked with as long as we've been in business. Um, they're like just like friends of ours, and I've, you know, keep in touch with them like almost like daily, if not like weekly. Um, I think, mm-hmm. especially, um, it's kind of it's almost like a small tea farmer to like small business like support too. Um, I, I uh, originally, like when I first set out to, um, and start sourcing like for part I really wanted to just kind of like work with like a handful of tea farmers because I think like as we grew um I wanted them to grow too so I wanted to like my goal for Paru is to actually increase our orders each and every year with um mm. the farmers that we've worked uh with like since the beginning um because yeah. oftentimes like if we're growing then we start searching for new sources um but for us it's never really been about like um, who has like the better price it's really about who like I really yeah. want to work with it's uh, really like can I you know as like an entrepreneur you really choose like who you want to work with right absolutely <laughs> so it's just absolutely. kind of like it's so important yeah as long uh, I mean everything else is already kind of difficult but I think kind of one of the most advantage uh, of um, you know creating or being your own own boss is being able to um um, work with who you want to work with so all the suppliers are just like really amazing um, wonderful people that um, that you know it's that I wanted to create just like a really wonderful like working relationship with and I think mm-hmm. our focus for uh, this year besides ordering um, some of the teas that they have like specialties like with we um, I I've talked to them and have like different meetings of like okay what other things do you also um, grow? For example, um, mm. the tea that I've, um, I'm drinking, one of the tea farmers um, from um, Shanghai in Thailand, her name's Ami, and she also grows like chrysanthemum, like 30 kilometers oh like away from her, um, her tea field. And so I was like, oh, that's cool. We actually have, I've been like using chrysanthemum too, but I would rather make uh, make sure that like oh I'll we'll start ordering chrysanthemum like from from you mm. as well because like there's like so many different things that are going on into um, um in, in the gardens too that I think wow that's really cool that you're also you know growing like for example something chrysanthemum that we use and you know it just comes from the same trusted source that um that we know and love too so mm-hmm. I think it's really expanding mm-hmm. like the the different opportunities with um. Or two farmers. That's uh, really important. Really important to me. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that. You know, as you're growing, you're not just looking at like, okay, where can I get the the best mm-hmm. price for this mm-hmm. product? You're really connected with the farmers and the people that are growing it, and mm-hmm. the the relationships that you've established and the integrity that you bring 
to, you know, the tea. I mean, you can taste it, you know, you can taste it, you can feel it. It's, it's all infused and with, with what you guys are doing. Yeah. Um, oh, which is you. really cool. <laughs> I was just going to mention, like, I can't forget the memory of time. Of this, uh, also talking about, um, like, aroma. Uh, I think it was, yeah. like, one of the last times you were at uh, Paru La Jolla where you were burning the tea leaf. Yeah, in the in uh, the sensory experience, and then I just I smell the the scent of uh, my grandfather, and I think that was probably one of the strongest, uh, yeah, or, uh, aromatic uh, or smell experiences that I had. I, I think like recently too. So I didn't want to forget to mention that because that was like a really oh, yes. powerful moment. Yeah, that was actually one of the things, and I was like, oh, I you know with smell, and and I had already had you on. I was like, oh my gosh, like that experience when we did that clearing. Um, and part of like when I'm doing clearings and things like I will make incense based on, you know, different herbs. And a lot of times I'll take, you know, like what you had, you had tea there. And I was like, okay, we're going to make, like we made an incense and we totally burnt it. And I remember that memory that came to you and you were just like, whoa, mm-hmm. and you know, your grandfather coming in and I was just like, oh my God, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> It's, um, I guess to give a little bit of background uh, to your listeners, um, so my grandfather yeah. is like just yeah, just quickly. Sorry, um, my grandfather yeah, like, uh, was like great. A, yeah, my grandfather uh, was like an entrepreneur, like in the family. Um, so he like did importing, exporting um, from Japan and Vietnam. Um, so my my mom's side of the family, they were like um, yeah. Kind of, like their family revolved around the business. So yeah. like, he had like shops, and he had in Vietnam, he like um. He like managed like the whole um the factory and different relationships with um Japanese like businessmen. So my mom would travel to internationally to Japan, Malaysia, and like Hong Kong and like different places. So growing up, she would just tell me so much about like my grandfather. And obviously, when I visited him, I would like sneak in his room. I was like smell like his suits. And sometimes there's like he'll ask me to like bring like a cigarette, uh, like a like a yeah cigarette pack from his like breast yeah. pocket like in his suit and he had just had a very like distinct like aroma and then when I went down to his office there was just a smell of like these like old filed cabinets and I would sit on his mm. chair and I was like oh my gosh I want to have like my Smith one day and then it's just like this like leathery leathery old file kind of smell into it just going down yeah. in the basement and then that was the exact smell that uh, you burned for me Rachel and I think the tea that I gave you had none of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the crazy part. Yeah. It's like none of the uh-huh. teas had any of that. So that, uh-huh. but you know, sometimes our our ancestors come to us and mm-hmm. they come through smell. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, it's a way for them to connect with us and to again bring us to that memory and just mm-hmm. be like, whoa, um, so powerful. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, that's an amazing and powerful memory. Thank you so much for. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're you're magic and being able to do what you do too. So that's incredible. Of course, of course, it's all good stuff. Um, well, do you have anything else that's coming up that you guys are excited about in your in your space or any events or things that you want to share with everybody? Yeah, um, I think um, now we're yeah super excited. I think everyone's kind of going like back to school and everything. But like the fall mm-hmm. time, I think is probably my favorite times for like. Just to celebrate tea when the weather gets a little bit cooler too. So, um, um, kind of leading closer to the holidays and the fall, we're actually going to officially start celebrating and having um, our five year celebration, like as a as as a company. So we'll be. Oh, when's at, the when's the uh, anniversary? Well, the anniversary was this. Uh, <laughs> it was actually kind of. Um, a little bit past in August, but we we kind of put okay put the um, festivities on hold until like the fall a little bit to have got it. things um, settle down. So uh, we we will can start presuming the uh, five year festivities. So hopefully we'll have like a small little um, event uh, gathering, and then we'll have all these like special um, uh, limited edition um, um, teas and products. That I think will be mm. really exciting to kind of honor our history. <laughs> of just like what we've um, kind of accomplished as a company for for five years, and I think that's kind of important for yeah. any um, small business owner to to just kind of celebrate the the benchmarks and you know, and hopefully, yeah, more Absolutely. years to come too. So, 
Absolutely. I'd love to do something with you too, but we can talk about that later. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'm so down for that. So, yeah, we can. Wow. Yeah. So, and then how do people find out about these events? Um, Do you have a a newsletter or the website or Instagram or all of them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes. All of the above. So our website is parity.com and then sign up for like on a newsletter. Usually uh, we'll send um, like email like once a month too of like the upcoming events. Okay. Um, And then Instagram is just kind of like if you just want tea content and, you know, have um, uh, tea, we'll announce things on there too. And also, you know, um, kind of sneak peeks of like uh, different new products. Uh, I actually recently... um, created a uh 24k matcha so i use like small little gold flakes from um, oh my god yeah from a small family in japan um where they make um small edible gold flakes and just kind of had like special like visual um yeah i was mm. very playful with um the matcha so rachel if you come in anytime happy to share with you <laughs> heck yeah <laughs> i'm gonna be in for sure <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and I also just wanted to, to point out again that if you wanted to get more in depth with Amy's story and and how Paru came to be, check out episode four. And then I also wanted to invite everyone to check out episode 40 because that's where Mickey Iwasaki um, mm-hmm. had his interview mm-hmm. and we spoke a bit about the interior design of Paru because that in itself is also very magical and and I highly encourage everyone to to go to those two episodes to to find out more and of course follow amy everywhere we'll put everything in the show notes so you guys can just click and and uh and explore thank you so much for having me rachel oh my god always Always a pleasure and (laughs) and i will be connecting with you on events and other fun things that we're going to be doing yes please You've been listening to Bewitching the Home. Special thank you to all my Patreon members. Without you, this show would not be possible. Music composition by Ken Seth Thibodeau. Editing by Marcy Ferry. And special assistance by Blake Ferris. If you like what you're listening to, please hit the subscribe button. And if you want to support us even more, please join me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash bewitching. You can also follow me on Instagram at Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, Lorraine, L-A-R-R-A-I-N-E, and find out more information about the podcast on the website, bewitchingthehome.com.